Let me ask you something. When did you make this decision? When you were sitting there eating that muffin? Well, yeah. I was sitting there eating my muffin and drinking my coffee and replaying the incident in my head when I had what alcoholics refer to as a moment of clarity. Every day we are faced with decisions. Some feel small. Should I go out and meet my friends for a beer, or should I stay home and crash out early? Then there are other choices that seem big, huge even, those metaphorical forks in the road. Oh, you mean like a metafork? Get it? Metafork? <laughs> yes, a metafork. These are the moments that feel like they'll have an impact on your entire life. We think, if I go left, I can help my business, make more money, help more people, make a bigger impact, but it means I will have to compromise my lifestyle, break a promise, or take more time away from my family. If I go right, then I don't overextend myself. I can keep my promise. I put my family first. But will I regret it? Will I look back and kick myself for passing up this opportunity? Or will I breathe a sigh of relief and know I made the right choice? We play situations like this out in our heads over and over. We weigh each one. We go back and forth. We stress ourselves out over a version of the future that we have no way of accurately predicting. And all of this worrying stems from our need to know the right answer. The truth, Helen, is always the right answer. Okay, Brett, the truth is always the right answer. But how do you know your own truth? Well, you start by understanding your personal values. If you find that making a decision is often a drawn-out struggle for you, Odds are, what's missing is clarity in your values. As Tony Robbins stated in his book, Awaken the Giant Within, quote, all decision-making comes down to values clarification. Understanding our values allows us to gain tremendous clarity and confidence in our lives. In addition to decision-making, you are able to prioritize your resources more effectively, create things faster, live happier, and be a more powerful leader. Going back to Tony, he writes, Values guide our every decision and therefore our destiny. Those who know their values and live by them become the leaders of our society. This week, we are going to dig into values, share some examples of how they drive decisions, define what values are, how you recognize them, and why they are important. Because they are the compass of your life. And if they are miscalibrated or misunderstood, where you end up may not be where you intended to go. Welcome to Where There's Smoke, the show where we explore self-development through the lens of current events, sports, and pop culture. On this week's show, we talk about the importance of values and their influence on where you go and who you are. We give you a chance to help WTS and maybe even get something cool in return. And lastly, we speak with Shalene Johnson, author, business coach, and podcaster about putting your values to work. My name is Brett Gaida, and I am your host. What do you believe in then? Well, I believe in the soul. The small of a woman's back, the hanging curveball, high fiber, good scotch, that the novels... There is an idea that goes back over 150 years, and it has been paraphrased many ways by many people over that time. It is this. Your beliefs become your thoughts. Your thoughts become your words. Your words become your actions. Your actions become your habits. Your habits become your values. Your values become your destiny. If this is true, then the journey to your values starts with what you believe. I believe life is here to be celebrated and not survived. I believe we can all get along. I believe that people will buy from you when they know that you care about them, and I believe that knowing what you are willing to die for 
is one of the strongest emotions you can have. I also believe that people who want to drive less than 55 miles per hour shouldn't do it in the left-hand lane, that there is no greater pie in the world than lemon meringue, that postcards are becoming a lost art, and you should never text matters of the heart, and that Dr. Seuss, well, man, could that guy rhyme. So what do you believe in? The small of a I purposely back, opened this discussion with that Crash Davis clip because I want you to have a little fun here. A lot of times conversations around values can get really heavy and we end up overthinking them, getting caught in our conscious mind. And who we are, what really matters to us, while we express it consciously, it lives in our core, our subconscious mind. And one of its roommates down there is creativity. So be creative and let it flow. It could be about anything, big or small, because these beliefs we have, no matter their size, become our actions and our values and have the power to create some pretty cool things. We're going to have a minimum uh, $70,000 pay rate for everyone that works here. It's going to go the CEO and founder of Gravity Payments in Seattle, Dan Price is his name, making this big announcement on Monday. Well, take a look at the reaction. Yeah, you can see why. He also said he's slashing his... $1 million salary to seventy grand, all in the name of happiness. But does it actually make If you were paying attention to the news in mid-April, you likely heard this story and probably saw Dan Price interviewed, as for a few days it seemed he was everywhere. And while there are many angles to this story, I see it as a perfect example of values in action. After all, the first 10 words in Gravity Payments' corporate marketing video are... Values drive our, our company and drive everything that we do. Now, while many companies say things like that, fewer of them actually live their values. Back in 2010, Zappos CEO Tony Shea spoke of his initial resistance to rolling out core values for that company. And, you know, a lot of corporations have, they might call them core values or guiding principles or so on, but the problem is usually they're very lofty sounding. They kind of read like a press release the marketing department put out. Uh, they sound just like their competitors and maybe you learn about it on day one of your job, but then it becomes this meaningless plaque on the lobby wall. We've all seen this. Many of you have probably worked for companies where the gap between the successories posters on the walls and actual corporate behavior is like the difference between Spider-Man and Spider-Pig. Spider-Pig, Spider-Pig does whatever a Spider-Pig does. A company preaches a value of the customer is always right. Well, until it costs us too much money. Or we're accountable. Yet all our meetings start 10 minutes late, and when a senior VP costs the company $3 million, her version of Accountable was to say sorry and point out how tough the market is. And so what Tony Shea and his team at Zappos did was come up with what they called committable core values. And by committable, meaning we're willing to hire or fire people based on those values, uh, completely independent of their actual job performance. Now here's the thing, as I talk about these companies and their values, I am really talking about individuals and their personal values. The news media was not attracted to what Gravity Payments was doing. They were attracted to what Dan Price was doing. If you know the story and watch the interviews, that was one man's decision driven by his values. All the comments I read online were people saying things like, I want to be like Dan when I grow up. I dream of doing that for my employees someday, and he is an inspiration. And if you look closely at most of the forward-thinking companies leading the charge in true value-based cultures, that charge is being led by individuals. 
Zappos is a reflection of Tony Shea, Netflix an extension of Reed Hastings, Southwest Airlines built on the values of its founder, Herb Kelleher. And what about Apple? It is not a coincidence that its return to profitability and then dominance coincided with the return of founder Steve Jobs to the company. Whether you agree with all of them or not, there is no doubt that Jobs was a man with strong values and a strong adherence to them. And I thought deeply about this, and I ended up concluding that the worst thing that could possibly happen as we get big and we get a little more influence in the world is if we change our core values and start letting it slide. I can't do that. I'd rather quit. And that passion and commitment to values at Apple is clearly alive and well through current CEO Tim Cook. Here he is just days ago giving a commencement address to the graduating class of George Washington University. It's about finding your values and committing to live by them. You have to find your North Star. And that means choices. Some are easy, some are hard, and some will make you question everything. So what are your values? Everything you create will stem from them. Your career, your family, a business, friendships, your lifestyle. And here you might ask, well, wait a second, Brett. How do we define values? I'm sure there are many definitions, but we would simply say that your values represent what is important to you, what you value, what gives you purpose. They are the driving force behind why you get up in the morning, the choices you make, and why you behave the way you do. And as discussed, they can be small or big in emotion. What do you enjoy most? What interests you? As well as what do you stand for? What will you fight for? And what are you willing to die for? Where do you really put your stake in the ground? Now, as we explore values, I want to put my cards on the table and state that I still struggle with this frequently. While I believe I know what my values are, I still find myself having a hard time always choosing, especially when the stakes are high, which for me speaks to two things. One, my lack of clarity around their order. Which value takes precedent over another one? And two, how willing am I to care more about what I believe is right for me than I care about what others might think of me based on the choices I make? I still catch myself caught in this battle all the time. Sometimes I win and I choose what I believe is right. And sometimes I cave and I let my value on looking good or not being embarrassed or whatever it is take precedence. And that's not new for me. I find myself thinking back to high school. I had this awesome connection with a girl and we got close and there was this big part of me that wanted to date her. The problem was that some of my friends didn't like her and she was an outcast in some ways. And I was worried that if I dated her, maybe I'd be an outcast, laughed at. So despite how I felt about her, I didn't pursue it. And I've always thought that something really awesome got lost there. I mean, not like we were soulmates or anything, but she got me. You know, that's the funny thing about bringing this up in this episode. We actually shared similar values, many of them being the ones she was outcast for. Difference was that she had the confidence to be herself, and I didn't have that courage at the time. 
And that's the thing about values. They don't always serve us. Some of the values we have are kind of shitty. You know, maybe what you value is derailing you from the things you want instead of helping you to create those opportunities for yourself. That's precisely why clarity on your values is so important. You need to know what's truly important to you so that you can make decisions that will help you get where you want to go. Think about values as a compass that guide us through and to everything we do. We are constantly coming to a crossroads, decisions, where we have to decide if we're going to go left or right. And in many situations, it is not just left or right. It is a three-dimensional reality with a seemingly endless series of options, and we have to try to make sense of all of it. In those times of feeling overwhelmed by choice, it is the clarity we have in what matters to us that can be our greatest asset. Additionally, our values become a huge part of our character. And I believe they are what attracts people to us, make us someone that others are willing to follow, someone people want to be associated with. Going back to Tony Robbins one more time, he writes, those we perceive to be congruent in their values have a tremendous capacity to have an influence within our culture. Otherwise said, it doesn't even matter what your values are. Much of the power comes from the alignment, not the actual values. We often respect people who take a stand for what they believe in, even if we disagree about their ideas of what is right and wrong. Those who have a solid grasp on their values and are aligned with them have a powerful air of what people call presence, leadership. And perhaps a reason for that is we all realize the strength and courage it takes to live by one's values. Clarity does not always translate to easy. It is not always going to feel good. Sometimes in choosing what we value most, we must give up something else that we want, something else that we love. Believing that when we look back on this moment, we'll know we made the right choice. I am such an evangelist for doing the work in this area because I've had clarity in my values serve me and confusion in them sink me. As Kevin Dom said in his Inc.com article on defining your personal core values, many claim to understand their own values, but I maintain you don't really know them until you have articulated them clearly in writing and tested them through daily decision making. He goes on to say, much like company core values, your personal core values are there to guide behavior and choice. Get them right and you'll be swift and focused in your decision making with clear direction. Get them wrong or leave them ambiguous and you'll be constantly wondering how you got into this mess. So we dig in and we do the work. And here's the great news. It's like building a computer program. It requires great investment on the front end, but once it is done, in the future, it's just the press of a button. Decision-making becomes press, answer, press, answer, press, answer. And you become someone who is solid in your beliefs, willing to take a stand, okay with the consequences, and able to influence others to join you. You become a leader. And so we are going to continue this conversation in Act 2 with a woman who inspires me through the clarity she has in her values and how she lives them. And following that conversation, we're going to end today's show with some tangible methods to help you define your values. Now, usually my voice closes out the first act. Today, 
we're going to transition with some words of wisdom from the Cheshire Cat. Remember, identifying our values helps to point us in the right direction to get where we want to go. Some of you will choose to make the investment, do the work, get grounded in your values. And some of you, even those with the best intentions, might decide to keep winging it. And, well... But I just wanted to ask you which way I ought to go. Well, that depends on where you want to get to. Oh, it really doesn't matter. As long as I can... Then it really doesn't matter which way you go. Hey everyone, this is Brett, and as those of you who listened last week know, we are in the middle of an iTunes review drive. This is to boost our visibility on iTunes, attract more listeners, and grow our community so we can keep doing this for you guys weekly and keep doing it at a high level. So this week we had 10 new reviews that we know of, which is awesome, much more than we had the week before. If you left a review, be sure to give us a heads up. Email a screenshot to connect at where there's smoke.co or tweet us at Brett Geider or at Podcast Monster. And remember, we got something to give too. For every single person who leaves an iTunes review during this three-week period, you're going to be put into a random drawing and we're going to be giving away three awesome gifts, okay? Number one, you're going to get a free month of coaching, consulting, collaborating with me, Brett Geida. That's three sessions over a period of a month. Number two, we're going to give away an hour of Nick's time for consulting, audio magic, whatever you want him to do. He can make you something really, 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 really cool. And number three, what about 30 seconds of time on the Where There's Smoke podcast to advertise your thing or send a message to the world, okay? Thousands of listeners, you got 30 seconds. As long as it's in alignment and it's positive and it's cool, we're going to let you tell the world or at least tell our listeners about your thing all right so make sure you write a review for the podcast on itunes before you publish it take a screenshot email or tweet us that screenshot and you'll be entered into the random draw and if you've already written a review get a friend to write one send us their screenshot and we'll still throw you into the random drawing because you're our listeners and we love you we so appreciate you guys thank you in advance for your support enjoy the rest of the show Hi, it's Nick, and I wanted to just give you a little bit of backstory about today's episode. We originally started with an entirely different topic. We were going to talk about process, and Brett and I wanted to talk to somebody who had made a career out of out of following a process, out of coaching others about process and systems, and so I had reached out to Shalene Johnson, who is a New York Times bestselling author. She sold over 10 million fitness DVDs. She's built and sold several multi-million dollar companies, and she now coaches others and how to start and grow their businesses. But I know her as the host of the popular podcasts, The Shalene Show and Build Your Tribe, which I work on. So Shalene and I go back to last fall where she plucked me from obscurity, and we've had a lot of fun creating some really interesting episodes. But what stands out to me about Shalene, outside of how kind she is and how successful she is, is just how grounded she is. So Brett, Shalene, and I initially met to discuss the process of making this show, of making Where There's Smoke, but as we talked, it became clear that you can't talk about process until you talk about your values. You know, where are you trying to go? So you're going to hear three voices, mine, Brett's, and Shalene's. Also, you should know that Shalene's husband is also named Brett, so don't get confused by that. And as we pick up the conversation, the discussion is around how Shalene balances being accountable to her word with being accountable to her values and situations where she may choose not doing something she said she would because life happens, and she chooses to stick with the higher value priority. So, here we go. 
So, do you, and do you feel like with your, let's say, audience, because that's what really we're talking a lot about your, your, you know, your, your audience, which are your clients as well, that they're okay with it, for lack of a better term, because you are so transparent Only about because it? I'm because I'm transparent. Because, yeah, because it could go the yeah, other I way, right? Where why. they're like, oh, Shailene, it's like the boy who cried wolf, right? They could be like, oh, Shailene keeps saying things. But because you're so transparent, it actually becomes part of what you're teaching, right? Exactly. Yes. I think that's the only way I can really show them I'm one of you. Like, I, I certainly don't have this figured out yet. I'm in it every day. And it's too high of a standard to think that the person who's teaching you everything is perfect and doesn't struggle, you know? Yeah. Um, and, and so, and like, this is a, this is like a high level, I think. I think I'm at like a, you know, first I had to learn to say no. And I, and I've talked about this before. Like, there's first there's learning to say, um, maybe. And then you learn to say, thanks for thinking of me. Unfortunately, I won't be able to do that. And then like the highest level, like when you know you're like, you're starting to really get your priorities straight is when you can say yes to something and then go back and say, I apologize. Unfortunately, now I won't be able to do that. And to know that those people may never talk to you again, you may lose out on that opportunity, but it is the right thing to do for you, your priorities. And it's hard, but I feel like, uh, you know, you got to keep working. Like, that's the level I'm at now is where I'm now I'm becoming okay with saying, yeah, I I know I said I was going to do that, but here's the deal. Here's what's going on in my life. Here's why. I'm not a flake, but I am committed to my word and I am committed to my priorities. And so if you don't understand, if that's upsetting and we don't work together again, I understand. If that means you unsubscribe to The Shalene Show, I, I totally understand. But I think most of you are like me and you're just trying to do what's right each day. You would brought it up earlier and it's something that Brett and I talked about earlier as well. This idea about, because you're talking about these priorities and I know that family is the number one priority for you, um, just because I know that, because I'm smart. And... Um, <laughs> But you also talked about that there's you have created a life for yourself in which you're afforded the opportunity to really, really just value that time because you you have you know you have resources and you've got a team and and you're able to sort of structure the life that that you want. How do you before that point, right? How do you, when before you can really structure every hour of your day? How do you how do you find that on, that balance for yourself and for your family? When we sold our companies. Uh, because we felt overwhelmed by the success and overwhelmed by the pressure and overwhelmed by the responsibilities. We both committed to uh, downsizing, moving into a cardboard box, just, you know, <laughs> selling the cars, really. And we were like totally cool with that because we were like, okay, now we know we've been there. It ain't that great. We're not that happy. So what do you say we get rid of, like, we're okay with, ev- like, even if we have to move and live with our parents or whatever. And we both agreed that would be fine. Mm-hmm. But where we're just going to start making decisions the right way. And th- just the irony of it is, is that it is so scary. And it does take courage. But I believe, it, I believe, you know, I don't know if you are of faith, but I'm, you know, very strong Christian. I believe that God rewards people who do what's difficult, but what is right. And I think that's why we have more opportunity, we make more money. And it's not about the money for me. It's like, that wasn't the plan. The plan was priority. The plan was husband, wife, kids in that order. 
And I think because we've put it central and because in that moment we got back in touch with our faith and our spirituality, that it just brought an order to everything that the money wasn't important. It just so happens we're more successful, working far less, having so much more fun. But it's scary Mm -hmm. because when you tell people that, it's usually when they're not in a situation financially to be able to say no. But I just think if you practice it a couple of times, you realize something better always comes along. I think what I'm hearing too, Shailene, is, is a lot of it is, a lot of it's about clarity, right? Yes. As you're talking, I'm, you know, I'm simultaneously like student teacher and I'm hearing all this stuff and I'm absorbing it. And I, when I talk to people about values, I always say this because I, I see it all the time in my life and other people's lives. It's that it's not really about what your values are. It's about your clarity about them. And I mean, if we look in history, we can see some very, very horrible people who did very, very horrible things. And they did them because they were crystal clear on their values, whatever we, however we judge them. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, true. it's, it's, yeah. it's the clarity, like when, when you're crystal clear on your values, then first of all, I think decision making gets a lot easier, right? Because you're, you're just like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. But I almost feel like what you're, you know, for lack of a better word, what you're getting rewarded for is, is the clarity and certainty and groundedness that you have in your values. Because when, we're, when we don't mm, have, yeah. when, when we don't have that, we end up kind of being that leaf in the wind at times. And it would make more sense that we're, we don't have consistency in our life, even if we feel like we do, we don't actually. Yeah. And, and especially that which we can hide. And it comes back to that piece in the conversation where we talked about playing the game versus being creative. And so for me, when we, Brett and I, my husband, and, and we were like, okay, this can't happen. It all needs to go away. Let's reverse engineer ourselves out of this situation. And what will we do? Like, I remember like feeling like, well, okay, then you're going to have to invent a business or we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to have an inheritance or something because I don't know how we make money if I'm not hustling. Like, I I don't know how that's going to happen. And feeling like, just like, I don't know how we're going to do this, A, and, and, and B, I don't know how alive I'm going to feel mm. because even though I know what's right, I also know that I, I, I feel valuable when I can help people. And so how will I do this? How will I feel valuable and honor my priorities? And that's just honest, you know, like I don't think this is, you know, again, it's not a judgment thing. It's just, it's you being your best you. I I wouldn't be the best mom I could be if I was cleaning the house all day while the kids were at school. I feel like I can be the best mom I can be if while the kids are at school, I'm creating a message. But someone else might feel like if they were creating a message, they couldn't be the best mom they could be because they were distracted by the message. You know what I mean? So it's your own. It's like it's honoring your priorities and at the same time doing so creatively so that you don't dishonor the things that are important. So I, I will hear so many of my own clients will say, um, the reason why I work so hard, the reason why I travel 47 out of 52 weeks a year is because my, I want to provide for my family. I want them to have things I never had. And that's how I honor my family. And I'm like, well, if that's how you define honoring your family, that's your definition. For me, that would be dishonoring my family. But that's mine. It's not right for him or her. Because, you know, for example, one of my clients grew up in extreme poverty and that was incredibly traumatic and it was embarrassing and it made them feel as though they were less of a human being. And so that is their drive and that's their personal thing. 
So I get it. It's not, everyone's has to be different, but you have to know where it comes from. And it goes back yeah. to being creative. So back to when Brett and I, you know, got rid of all of our businesses, I'm like, okay, so how, how just keep, I kept going back to the drawing board and back to the drawing board and saying, how can I help people without leaving my house? How can I help people without having 70 employees? Like I, I have to be more creative about this. I, I, I was forced to be more creative and I kept saying, and I cannot dishonor my family in this process. So just to help put a button on this whole topic and as an example of values in action, um, here's a quick exchange that Shaleen and I had earlier in the conversation about a possible conflict with our scheduled interview time. <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, you know <laughs> well, what? Yeah. Guess what? I'll, I'll even send you the text message. Um, on Friday, I got an invitation to interview with Larry King and Brenda Burchard Ooh. today. And guess what I said? What'd you say? I said, I already have an appointment and I would feel really bad about changing it. Thank you so much for thinking of me. For, so wait, see, for what? I, I, yeah, I'll show you the text message because I, I, you know, I legitimately feel, uh, I know you, you've done a lot for me, Nick, and I mean that. And so to say yes to Larry King would be to say yes to ego as opposed to saying yes to the right person for the right reason. I would have totally gotten it, but thank you. <laughs> I, I know I you would have. I know you would have. In two seconds, you would have. But that doesn't make s- like that's the kind of thing where if you have a priority statement, it's just like, let's see, Larry King or Nick and Brett. Yeah, Nick and Brett for sure. Well, we're pretty cool. Less suspenders for sure, but um, <laughs> yeah, still pretty cool. Thank you so much to Shaleen for her energy, her openness, and her time. She's a pretty cool lady. To learn more about Shalene, you can visit www.shalenejohnson.com. She has a series of courses on confidence, online marketing, building your business, and you can always take her free 30-day challenge. Also, of course, you should check out The Shalene Show and Build Your Tribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I feel we'd be remiss if we didn't leave you with a few ways to put today's ideas into play. Using Kevin Dom's criteria from Act 1, Shalene and I are going to team up here to provide you with a way to articulate your values in writing and put them to the test. First, identify your top values. Well, you can definitely check out the five-step process in Kevin Dom's Inc.com article, which I will link to in the show notes. And also, I'm going to highly recommend Dr. John Demartini's value determination process which operates on the simple idea that your values are displayed in your behavior. He will walk you through simple questions like, how do you fill your space? How do you spend your time, spend your money? Where are you most disciplined? What do you talk about, think about? And before you know it, you'll be staring at a list of what's most important to you. And once you have that list, it's time to put it to the test. And for that, I pass the baton back to Shalene Johnson. For me, the things that I would give people that are actionable today, I would say number one is I would challenge everyone to pull out their phone and scroll through each day's scheduled activities for the next two weeks. And when you come across one that gives you a stomach ache or like, you know, you're, you just feel that like, I don't want to do that. Why did I say yes? <laughs> Why am I doing this? That I would challenge everyone to decline and just see if you live through it. Like, let's just see if tomorrow you wake up dead <laughs> by saying no. Like, you're going to live through it. So I would challenge people to do that. 
but only do it if you know you're saying you're declining something you already said yes to and you and you believe that what you're why you're saying no is is important and it's valuable and it makes sense to you and you can't worry about whether someone's going to get mad at you or call you a flake or what you're going to miss out on you just have to ask yourself is that is it the right thing for me to do and if it is then i want you to decline and you don't always have to explain why you can say i i know i promised i would help you move your grandmother out of her apartment <laughs> but unfortunately some stuff came up that i just I can't do that because it doesn't align with what I've got going on or whatever it is. You don't have to give them the specific details unless you want to. Um, but I would encourage people that would be one actionable step they can take right now. And then the number two thing is to look at something that is pending, meaning you've been asked to do something and you haven't given your answer yet, right? And I ask you to look at that and just really press it against your priorities and say, does this in some way dishonor my priorities? And if the answer is yes, then you you know that your reply to them is, thank you so much for thinking of me. Unfortunately, I won't be able to. Hmm. So step one is to bow out and step two is to politely decline. We're in the home stretch, but we ain't going anywhere without some shout outs. Incredible iTunes reviews this week. Erica Robin, your review is my new favorite thing. Thank you also to Jen Weinman, Kaylin O'Brien, Cartooner, Bell Bravo, and Absolot for making us your first iTunes review ever. Keep them coming. Two more weeks in our iTunes review drive, and we so appreciate you. For the Twitter love, thank you, Boast House, for the boast. Annie Wood for continuing to be a champion for the pod. And this is Kira Maya for spreading the word on Twitter and through her blog. And thank you to everyone who liked us on Facebook this week. Thank you and welcome. Let's keep building this community. Stay in the loop by joining our mailing list. On your phone, text the word SMOKE to 66866 or go to our website at wherethersmoke.co. While you are there, you can leave a voicemail for us. Feedback, questions, thoughts, ideas. We want to hear from you. You can also find a link to show notes, which include links to all the clips we use in this episode, as well as links to anything else we referenced in the show. Where There's Smoke is created, crafted, guided, decided, written, rewritten, altered, edited, chosen, and committed to by Brett Gaida and Nick Jaworski. Let Nick's company help you make your podcast sound awesome. Learn more at podcastmonster.com and work with Brett. Keynotes, consulting, training, coaching, collaboration. Contact him through connect at wherethersmoke.co. Our theme song was written and performed by Des McKinney with additional music by Kevin McLeod. And I'm switching it up this week as our clip of the week is something you haven't even heard yet. It's coming up right now and I want you to save it because it is your pep talk for the next time you find yourself at a metaphoric, afraid to follow what you know is right for you. Take it away, Ryan. Would you stop thinking about what everyone wants? Stop thinking about what I want, what he wants, what your parents want. What do you want? What do you want? It's not that simple. What it's do you want? What do you want? Thanks for listening. We love you. We'll see you next week.